Hey, it's Anthony. I'm here with my friend Gary. Hey, how are you, Gary? I'm great. Thanks a lot, Anthony. How are you? Yeah, I'm really happy that you're here. Um, and I want to let folks uh, hear from you a little bit about your background in callbacks and specifically uh, drama school auditions. That's what we're talking with you about today. And you've had uh, a lot of experience, so I'm really happy to hear. And why don't you just share a little bit about um, the thousands of experiences you've had? Where have you been and, and in what context have you uh, auditioned young actors? Sure. I've been on both sides of the table because I was a professional actor myself. So I've been to auditions and callbacks uh, for a long time and throughout. But uh, I got my uh, I got my master's at the American Conservatory Theater in San Francisco, and uh, so I was I was auditioning and and always wondered as a young actor what it was people were looking for what what did they want how did I have to kind of sort of comport myself what did I have to present that sort of thing mm-hmm. and then and then uh, uh, once I got into uh, teaching I went to the Denver Center for the Performing Arts and for twenty years I was um, uh, I was head of voice and speech for the National Theater Conservatory there. And then I left there and went to the Shakespeare Theater Company in Washington, D.C. for 12 years. So about 32 years of, uh, of auditioning people, going around the country, going to all the major cities, uh, conducting hundreds and hundreds or thousands and thousands of auditions. I uh, ran a program for 10 years, so, so I had to build classes. And uh, and so I've sort of seen it from both sides, which has given me a great advantage, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. And especially for the folks listening who are um, intending to audition for drama school in the future, uh, I think this is going to provide some really good insight, just, you know, sharing what you kind of already inherently know from that experience. So I'll jump right into it. Um, when you let's talk about like an initial audition and, and when an actor brings in material. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they get to choose their material because it's drama school auditions. Um, so what do you notice first from the material? What do you think when uh, what, what's good and what's not so good when when actors are choosing material? What do you look for? Oh, boy. Well, uh, but even before they start their their actual acting, you know, there is a moment where we they come into the room and we meet. And uh, oh, great. Uh, and, and that that kind of moment has a big impression. It makes a big impression. You know, how sort of uh, outgoing uh, the person might be. Uh, they don't have to kind of come up to tables and shake hands or anything like that. As a matter of fact, I know lots of auditors that don't prefer actors to walk up and shake hands. And, and now, Yeah, absolutely. Now, too many, too many germs. New, <laughs> now in the new uh, era uh, of not shaking hands, I, I, that'll probably go by the wayside completely anyway. But uh, they come in with their materials. Either an associate uh, has 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 brought what they've carried with them in, and we already have that material. Usually, it's already been sent to us beforehand uh, for them to to make the audition, unless they were a, a walk in. Um, so we've already we've already been able to review uh, headshots and CV resumes and things like that, and uh, and then they bring in their material. And we just sort of have a how do you do, and that how do you do is kind of important. I mean, I usually like to uh, put them at ease. I never, ever, ever was comfortable or liked those auditions as an actor when I went in, and I felt a coldness from the people who were auditioning me. I mean, I, that just didn't seem logical. Uh, 
it put me on edge, made me ex highly nervous. You know, the anxiety level's already high. And, uh, and so I try to take that as a lesson. And, uh, and when an actor comes in, I'm hopefully I'm kind and friendly. I hope that's what, that's, hope that's what they find. It would be hard for you not to be kind and friendly, Gary. <laughs> well, thanks. I, I like to put people at ease and, uh, and I want them to do their absolute best. And so usually I break the ice. Um, there's something usually either about the pronunciation of their name or something I see on their resume uh, or, um, or I ask them where they're from and I might have uh, some, some relationship to that place. I happen to have already had 39 different homes all over the United States and Europe. So when somebody says I come from somewhere, somewhere I'm usually able to, to uh, have a comeback of some sort. That's awesome. Then they, then they start the material. And what, um, what it is is uh, I think it's always best to start with what you believe your strongest piece is. Mm -hmm. So whatever that contrast is or whether it's classical or not classical or whatever, whatever you think is actually – really got the goods, I think that's putting your best foot forward first rather mm -hmm. than saving it for last because it takes about 15 or 20 seconds out of a two-minute audition to figure out whether this person, one, has some chops, and, uh, and two, whether you think that they're good material in terms of being a, um, a student. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's not the same necessarily as professional acting auditions because uh, lots of the people are young people and though they've been involved with theater for years, maybe in high school or a couple of years in college or whatever, they um, uh, hopefully there's hopefully I as an auditioner will, will remember that, that there's room to grow, that there's mm -hmm. room to learn still and, and that they can't come in knowing it all. And, uh, and so that's when I start in a, in an audition looking for um, their ability to, to integrate or listen to some feedback and uh, integrate that into their audition. So when somebody has done a couple of pieces, uh, I might ask them to go back to that first piece or whatever. And I might throw them something. Uh, I, I might say, now, can you bring the person, you know, in your mind's eye? Can you bring them closer to you? Or can you just imagine them and pretend like you're not looking at them? Just something. And yeah, see just to see if they're a little malleable. Yes. It, yeah, right. If they've got their ears pinned on and or, or whether they have sort of uh, rigidly lock-stepped, memorized this piece and, and rehearsed it in front of a mirror so much that it can't move. If it's rigid like that, then any direction that I give will make that crack. Mm -hmm, and, uh, exactly. They'll be like, ah, not in a good way necessarily. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, because sometimes a person doesn't know exactly what to do with it and they can't get out of that rigidity. However, if they are familiar with the piece and they're open to sort of playing a game, having an exercise, making an exercise of it and, and not taking it in any way personally, um, because I'm not suggesting that they've done anything wrong. Nothing is wrong necessarily about the way they auditioned. I'm really more interested in seeing how they, uh, how they listen, how they, how they take instruction or, or listen to feedback. Uh, yeah. I, and this is great. I mean, we're going to get into, uh, that like more specifically when we talk about, uh, in callbacks and stuff like that. But I would think 
I love what you're saying about just that initial hello and how do you do and um, the willingness to be present with you and um, uh, share that first impression. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be um, super extroverted or super introverted or either one, just somebody who's able to be present with you and uh, then transition into their pieces. And when, when they do their pieces, it sounds like what you're saying is, you know, you do want to see how quality the work is. You know, obviously we're here to accept the highest quality people we can. And that means you got to have some chops and you got to bring in something that's um, good. Um, but also like how good of a student are you? In other words, if, if you are asked to take direction, can you take direction or are you going to kind of withhold? So I like that, you know, you've got all those dynamics in that initial audition before we move into kind of where you were headed, I think with, with um, just more specifics, mm -hmm. I want to ask about um, overdone material. You know, there's so much um, comments on like, oh no, I can't do that. It's overdone. Yeah. Or, oh, I should do that because it's overdone and it's a reliable piece. You know, how do you feel? Because I'm sure you've seen the same piece a million times. Like, what yeah. do you feel about overdone pieces? Well, it's a great question. And first, just to go back, uh, I, I want to say you used the perfect word earlier about, about just being present. Um, mm -hmm. The person doesn't have to be uh, a, a, a cheery game show host kind of <laughs> person extrovertedly. No, there are actors who are phlegmatic and introverted and everything like that. But I, I just think, yes, exactly your word, being present. Okay, on to the, um, the pieces that are so-called overdone. You know, I mean, I really have auditioned thousands and thousands of times. And, and I've done that not necessarily always alone. I usually almost always have somebody else there, a colleague of mine, maybe more than one colleague. Uh, and I've heard comments from my colleagues where... They kind of get that oh no, you know, when they, <laughs> that feeling when they when they see that somebody is uh, going to do some piece. I never have that feeling. I promise mm. you, I never have that feeling. Be and I think it's because I um, I I will listen to a piece done a thousand times by a thousand different people. If it's done well, it will never be alike. It'll never right. be the same as anybody else's. So if, if somebody said, I'm going to do to be or not to be, I don't, I, that's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. Let's see it. Absolutely fine. Just do your best and, right. uh, and see how it stacks up. But I don't ever have that kind of, oh goodness, I don't want to hear this. No, I never have that feeling myself. That's I, awesome. I, so I'm not really as trepidatious uh, uh, on behalf of the actor in terms of looking for material that they think is overdone. So a lot of that is, I found over, over the years, uh, nothing but um, rumor and lore. Yeah. You know, we hear it in the wind that that piece is overdone. Do we really know it's overdone? Right. I don't think so. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we've coached a lot of students over the years. And, you know, there's definitely been pieces that come up more than others. You know, I can say for sure from a classical perspective, uh, Friends, Romans, Countrymen is something that we see a lot of young men respond to and want to do, which is great. And then, you know, from a modern perspective, I mean, Laramie Project kind of comes up a lot um, and, and recently more like Prodigal Son. And, and so um, we see that uh, young men, well, I'm just using the example of males, uh, just because those are the examples, uh, respond to those materials recently, but let it be. Like if yeah. someone responds to a material, that's what we would want. We would want someone to choose material that they respond to. Now, if they 
end up doing it in some sort of unoriginal way, or they're not honoring all the the nuances that they sort of find, and they're not able to express that in the work. Okay, well then, you know, that's an unfortunate audition. But if you're able to really love something and you want to invest in it, you know, you should, you know, bring out all the nuances you can find if, if you respond to that piece. Would you agree? Yes, I would. Yeah, I, I, I think that uh, having an affinity for a piece, enjoying that piece, something in that piece called to you, uh, that that's going to make a connection somehow. And that that is also going to translate itself. It'll manifest itself in the way in which you, you do that. So I think that that's a very uh, uh, good way of looking at it. I, what are, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say in terms of the male, female, you know, uh, all of that, all those materials you just mentioned, the, the um, uh, Anthony piece or the, uh, and, the, and then, and then the Laramie project piece, you know, that's good writing. So why wouldn't, Absolutely. I, want be, why wouldn't I want to share space and time? with that very good writing if it's endowed well by the actor. I mean, I absolutely love it. I'll listen to Laramie Project all day long if it's <laughs> And, and it for is, the women, yeah. I feel for the women because uh, uh, obviously when we're talking about classical pieces and that usually translates uh, to doing Shakespeare more often than somebody else, the, the women have a much, much uh, more reduced mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, um, can pool of, uh, pieces to choose from. So of course we're going to hear lots of the ring speech, you know, we're going to mm-hmm. hear, we're going to hear that a lot. And that just comes with the territory. So I had to get over the idea a long, long time ago that there was such a thing as a piece you could do too often. And I that's, think- that's, I think that's so good to hear, you know, someone who's been around for, um, you know, decades and just like, Look, all these great faculty members have, they've heard it all before. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So don't worry. I mean, obviously, if you can choose a modern piece that's really modern and that you respond to, great. But, you know, they've probably seen a lot of this and they're okay with that. I, I try to emphasize. Right, right. What What do you, um, I guess, what is, I'm curious as to just some of your experiences. When you see somebody do something that is, uh Maybe like one turn off and one turn on, not, not, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this guy's got some chops or, oh, you know, this guy is, you know, doing that thing that I always see. Or what is that sort of obvious thing that's good, obvious thing that's bad when you're watching? All right. I've got so many. uh, Oh, good. So so many. It can be multiple. Flashed into my head. Okay. Well, first of all, um, you know, usually in an audition, I mean, unless you're in a, uh, actually on a stage in a theater where the auditor's out there in the house somewhere sitting in the dark. But if typically, typically there is a, a table or two and, and the people auditioning are sitting behind the table. That's usually the way it is. Now, when you come into the space, I think no matter what the space is like, it can be a very, very small, teeny, teeny little uh, suite or banquet area in a hotel, very tiny or it can be cavernous. I think I think judging the scale, the scope and the size of the place that you're in is really important. Nice. And, and then not not creeping up on the auditioner. I I usually put a piece of tape on the floor, you know, some blue tape or whatever, and I say, let's just imagine that's your mark or that's the edge of the stage. If mm-hmm. you if your piece travels please travel up to it or rather down to it to, literally in theatrical terms, mm-hmm. but, but not, not any closer to me. And it'll be interesting to see 
uh, which which actors uh, relate to that and which ones don't. I if they start there and their piece wants to walk itself, they end up you know five feet in front of me. I can't even take in their whole body because uh, (laughs) they're just practically at my table. I'm a little self conscious about the fact that I'm. I'm uh, scribbling some things and have other people's paperwork in front of me too when somebody's eyes get that close to the table. So it's a little uncomfortable for me as an artist. Absolutely. It's too close. So I think something that's a little bit farther uh, back, um, and, and that's something that if there isn't a mark on the floor, you can certainly check. I mean, that's actually a, a, a courtesy on the part of the actor to say, is there anywhere uh, that's better than another any is is there too close and they'll all Mm -hmm. say yes there's (laughs) too too close so so i would say that's one thing the um uh other thing that uh, another thing that's probably not a good thing to do is on a few occasions um a couple of actors have taken an opportunity to use the audition uh period as a as a place, I guess, where they just want to make the biggest impression. And, you know, they did. I still remember these people. <laughs> but, for what, but I remember them for the, reason, for the wrong reasons. Uh-huh. Uh, for instance, uh, a young woman was, uh, was doing an audition from uh, Two Noble Kinsmen, and she was doing The Jailer's Daughter. Mm-hmm. And uh, she started just taking things off. And... and and show oh, in the room. Oh, in, oh, in her clothes. In her piece, yeah, and too, too, uh, too much flesh. Awake. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those those sorts of things are inappropriate. They're not necessary. Uh, they do make an impression, but they do not make a person attractive in terms of. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I mean, I've just seen so many things. <laughs> so many things. Um, some sometimes sometimes some really poor choices are made. And if I, but if I get a feeling from that person, if I like that person, uh, I'll say, okay, you took that whole piece, that Bo Decker piece you just did uh, from Bus Stop, but you you did it into a telephone as if you were in a telephone booth, and you had your leg up, and you were actually facing three quarter upstage, three quarters mm. upstage, and I wow. really didn't feel like you shared that. So I'm going to ask you to sort of turn the perspective, turn the stage around, and uh, and try it again. Let's go again, but let me see it this time. And um, uh, so I'll make some soft directions like that just so that I can get the most out of the moment with the actor if there's time. And that's another thing. Auditions, uh, if, you've, if you're seeing you know, 120 people in a day or whatever, <laughs> uh, you don't have much time. And so sometimes they say, you know, you've got five minutes in there. Sometimes you've got seven minutes. It depends on the day. Uh, I'd like to spend as much time as I can with this person, particularly if I'm choosing a class, because a class is right. different than a production, and a production is going to last, eh, with this person, it's going to last about five weeks of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're a student, it could be years. Years, right. <laughs> so do I, want to, do I want this person in my life for years? And and that's a <laughs> that's that's a good compliment if you get accepted, you know. That's right. That's right. Yes, uh, because you know the nature of the work is that we're going to be eating, sleeping, and breathing theater. We're going to be, you know, really 
tight in this work for a long time, can we can we coexist? Can we cohabit? Can we get along? Uh, and can it be fun? I mean, my goodness, if it's not fun, shoot, what the heck are we doing it for? Yeah, really. Um, love that. Now, how about one on the positive side? You know, we, we have probably, we both have a lot of stories of, of funny things that we remember people doing that we would never have called back. But something that you think maybe is a consistent characteristic of people that you do feel compelled to call back? Well, I think, uh, and this one is probably the one of the toughest things for actors, and that is uh, confidence. And I'm not talking about arrogance and you know, cockiness. I'm talking about just a confidence, a joy uh, about coming in and, and, and doing their work. So, so I think what, when I remember the ones that I have enjoyed the most, um, and, and they all ha are people that I ended up, of course, accepting. Now, because I'm in competition with other programs at other schools, not in every case did they come to my program. Mostly, yes, but every once in a while, someone would go somewhere else. How could they not come to Gary's program? I don't know. Give me I a break, what, people. I don't know what they were thinking. They were not informed. They rue the, the day. I'm sure they rue the day. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, uh, they come in with confidence. They're also put together. You know, there's so many things. Mm. Just you, you go, okay, I've got five minutes with this person. Uh, and and what are they like in the room? What do they do to the room? Does the room kind of brighten up? Does uh, does it get interesting while they're in there? Uh, good acting is magical, and each one is like a different gem. And I, I just l love, love spending time with good actors. So mm -hmm. when they come in and they've got their, uh, you know, their material is put together, presented well, professionally, they look uh, good and professional and their clothes seem to be befitting or suggest the nature of the pieces that they're going to be doing. Um, if they, they, they know how to kind of get themselves grounded and ready to do the work in a very efficient way, rather than sort of turning around and, and doing a, a quick, you know, vocal exercise right before they start. Mm -hmm. um, those, those are the things that could have happened, you know, in the hallway. Um, yeah. When they when they bring when they when they are just sort of ready to go, and then if I find myself not writing, these are the this is this is what happens. I, I'm so engaged with that person, I'm not I'm not writing. Oh yeah, and totally. I, and, I, and they're done, and I absolutely loved them, and I have no notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, absolutely. And you're like, well, uh, let's let's play, let's figure out something. Do you then? Let, let me ask you about this. Let's say let's go to the extremes. Mm -hmm. Let's say you have somebody that's really, really an absolute no, and someone who's a really, really absolute yes. Yeah. And let's say you took no notes for both of them. Oh, you were oh just... no. It, well, for me, well, that would be a hypothetical because. If it's a no, I've taken quite a few notes. I've, okay. I've, I've something about it. I've registered all the missteps or the misguided choices or whatever. They're not criticism of the person. Uh, they are they are more critical of the material and the way it was presented. Um, so, I it would be hypothetical if I if I didn't have notes about a person, and and I didn't care for them. Um, I don't know. Uh, That's an unrealistic example. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, you have a no and you have a yes. Mm -hmm. And um, I was going to say something like, uh, 
how often are you going to give notes to some, uh, you know, for example, an adjustment? Like if you see someone who's just like an absolute yes, do you even bother giving them adjustment to test if they're malleable or you just save that for Absolutely. the callback? Oh, yes. I've worked, okay. I've seen actors come in and they are slick as all get out. These people are auditioning machines. They know the, <laughs> They know how it's done. That doesn't tell me, though, that they are good in a rehearsal or good with a director or whatever. Uh, in other words, they're fantastic at getting their foot in the door and being accepted. But then uh, how are they as the other creature? Because we know that, that school and productions and, and auditions are different creatures. Mm -hmm. so, so the audition, the person might be just built for auditioning, but I don't know whether they can really do other stuff. So, that those intrigue me, and I do give them a note and see whether they are, uh, whether it throws them off their center. I'm not trying to throw anybody off their center. Um, I'm trying to actually improve and polish what I feel like, like is already uh, a fine vessel. It's just, Absolutely. just a little thing that'll polish it, but can they do it? That, so that's one thing. And then I guess where you were heading was this, if I don't care about the person's audition, Will I offer a suggestion or work with them or ask them to do it again? The answer is yes. And the reason is, one, I hope it's because I have a heart. I'm not mm -hmm. trying to mislead the person. Sure. I'm not trying to string them along or give them false expectations. What I am is an educator as well as other things. And so it's possible that I can have them leave this room uh, having learned something, a lesson about it, and take it away with them and improve them, their material a little bit. So yes, sometimes if an actor I know I'm not going to take and know I didn't care for their piece, but there's something nice about that person. I have there, There's something about that person that, that is, um, I don't know, just, well, everybody is worthwhile. And sure. So I just, yeah. I there's just, something sincere there. And yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Well, I, just, I just give them a note. I say, um, you know, as you go down the road with this piece, and I've told people on the spot sometimes, I don't think there's a place. I, mm -hmm. I've, I've done that every once in a while. I just say, I don't, I don't see the fit here, but I don't want to discourage you either. I think you don't have enough yet under your belt. I would say, do this, this, and this. It might, I might say, I would seek out uh, a voice and speech coach uh, as you go forward. Or, or I might say, in this piece, I wouldn't splice it the way you did for such and such reasons that kind of thing. So I try to make it an educational experience for everybody if I can. That is amazing. And, and we appreciate that for sure. And um, I almost want to kind of just go off those coattails real quick, because mm -hmm. feedback is something that, you know, everyone who gets rejected from a school like Carnegie or any top school, oh, I'd love to hear what the heck, you know, they were thinking, you know, because uh, I'm going to come back next year and I'm going to audition, you know, and there's a lot of people who get rejected the first time, get accepted, you know, and, and really improve between those two years. Um, but they would love to get that feedback from schools. There's no official way to do that um, in no. your experience, is there? I no, mean, no, that's there, just really. No, there yeah, is. There's not. And I would uh, I would be very wary as a young actor to really um, you want to you want to. You want to feel those things out. What you can get out of it, try to. But as far as pursuing people's reactions and stuff like that, I think 
I think uh, my experience is that a, a young actor is not ready for it. They're too tender. Besides, uh, you really don't want to know everything that every. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. I, I have been in audition situations where an artistic director, while the actor is act, doing their thing, while they're actually in front of us performing, which I regard as kind of a sacred moment. I mean, that is a sharing. This person is opening up in a vulnerable way to to us and putting themselves on the line. And I respect that so much. Absolutely. And with artistic directors who, while they're actually doing it, will talk out loud and say, where does this person come from? Oh, Do my they even goodness. know how to act? You know, that kind of thing. I'm, I hear that sometimes from people. And it's uh, it's crazy. It's disheartening. And, and no way would you want um, that kind of, you, you wouldn't want to see those notes. <laughs> right. Called. Yeah. And, you know, you're going off of so little. I always thought that, too. I was never interested in feedback. And it's just because you've known me for five minutes. Yeah. That's right. You know, I'll go talk to the people who are my mentors and who I trust and, you know, for more uh, thoughtful feedback. But um, I want to get into the callbacks now. So let's say, you know, that's the biggest cut, right? Yeah. When you go from that initial audition group to the callback group is is the most significant sort of um, cut. So, yeah. you know, you're obviously choosing a small amount of people here. What uh, is there any characteristic? I know you've talked about confidence, joy, chops. Yeah. Um, what else are you looking for that you're like, we need to see this person again? How many of those students who you call back are you pretty sure about? And how many are you actually more just like, mm, I, well, I'm still curious. I don't know much. It's a great question. Um, okay, so uh, I'll use, for instance, I won't use Carnegie uh, as, my, as my sample. I'll use the program that I ran uh, before this. So I might we would want a class of 16 people. We know that if we're going to get a class of 16 people, we're going to end up actually offering to about uh, 24 to 26 because mm -hmm. for various reasons, people's lives change, financial things happen, all sorts of stuff. There's a little bit of an attrition. And so those people that are accepted uh, don't mean they're going to necessarily be able to come. But we want to wind up with a class of about 16. Okay, so but hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people audition. And, and so we have to call back people. Uh, it's kind of, I, I think this, when people, and, and sometimes in the interview process, when we have a callback, what happens is that person comes back into the room either that day or in some programs where I've been, they, there is a callback weekend where they fly in and that, that, that has sure. that was also the way for lots of programs for some time. Um, it's it's a big expense to people on on all sides. Um, so I don't know if it's very popular, but it's very thorough. And what happens is, in the callback, we are not only looking for people that we like, but also we're looking for the chemistry of people who can work productively together. Mm -hmm. And so the students, the students, the student body, right? The, the class. And so uh, we're not we're not choosing for gender. We're not choosing for height and size or things like that. We're we're choosing for we, we know that the people we're calling back are have probably got the chops and seem like good people. Now, here's the thing. 
on those callbacks, it's so interesting. And here's a word to the wise to all the actors listening. You can present yourself and and have your party face on and make us believe that you are just one of the greatest people to hang around there ever was. But then um, the associate who has been signing people in out in the hallway and, and, and get it, gathering people's materials or being on the phone and the emails with you and all that kind of stuff, they might come into the room and say, oh, I really like so-and-so. And I can just tell from that associate. And I go, what? And I, and, uh, I said, are they not as, uh, <laughs> as what, what's going on here? And they will tell me, well, this person was was uh, super rude to another person out in the hallway. I mean, wow. got, got ugly with them. And I go, wow, that is a side of that person I didn't see, nor would they want to show me. Absolutely. Um, and uh, and yet, it's such a telling thing. So I think we're looking. So when the actors come in, and we have this little interview, they say, well, what are you looking for? Because when I I say I open. Do you have any questions for us? And they say, what are you looking for? And I usually say this. There is talent everywhere. There is talent all over the place. So I, I say, uh, yes, I'm looking for good talent. But probably as much I'm looking for a good person. You know, right. what, are you a quality are you, actor? Yeah. Are you a good person? Are you a generous person? Are you a respectful person? Uh, that's what I'm uh, really looking for. Um, this does not have to be a, a tedious affair for either of us, and I, uh, I wouldn't want it to be. And I, 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 I haven't, I haven't. I've been very, very fortunate, and I'm knocking on wood right now. But mm-hmm. I've been very fortunate that I have not regretted very often, almost never, but almost, almost never, but. Uh, I've almost never re- regretted accepting a person into a program. It's well, that's because your your instincts are so good, Gary. Well, I hope. Well, I I hope so. You're, you're but it's you, you know well, it takes one to know one. Well, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> but I don't do it alone. I don't, you know, and I don't think any auditioner does it alone. It's it's not just me. It's it's also the voices of my colleagues, especially in the callback. Depending on what kind of callback it is. The, the better kind of callbacks that I really love is when somebody, when we, when we bring a team of actors into the city, to our studios, they see the place where we're, where we actually work, you know, and, right. and then some of the faculty are able to uh, volunteer some of their time to come in on a long Saturday, say, and, um, and uh, teach an hour voice se- session with them teach an hour movement session, teach an hour clown session with them, whatever, so that so that they get a feel for us and we get a feel for them in the right. disciplines. Um, I love it. And I, it's very consistent with, you know, all the other faculty friends of mine. And, you know, you guys always, I think one thing that the actors have to come around to, and they probably know this in their heart of hearts, like you guys have the best intentions for them. You want yeah. them, you know, you, like you said in the very beginning, you're not there to be some sort of cold, intimidating environment at all. Like you, you are educators. You wouldn't be an educator if you didn't have a heart to, to really improve these folks and help them. Um, that being said, the circumstances are what they are. The circumstances are, 
you know, I have prepared and submitted my application and, and now I have like literally four to seven minutes um, to, to get into maybe the most important, you know, Lost next chapter of my life. This is the most important audition Smart. of my life at this point. You know, those are some of the circumstances. And I, I, I guess what I want to, I guess, talk about is we're, we're told, and when I say we, I'm talking about actors who are auditioning for schools that, well, there's so much out of your control. Like all you can control is your quality of work, your attitude and your, you know, your ability to take direction. And that's, you know, true from my experience and everything. Like there's so many things that are out of your control. How many women they're accepting versus men, how many, uh, you know, the diversity responsibility on the part of the school. And obviously there's just, you know, whatever. So, um, how do you kind of, uh, negotiate like what to focus on and what not to worry about? Wow. Are you talking about from the institution's standpoint or from the actor's standpoint? Well, actually both. I'd love to hear from both sides of the table if you have that sort of perspective. Oh, it's a very, it's a very, very challenging thing to choose a class because you, you are in the process throughout of winnowing out uh, very nice people and very good talent. It's, it's, we can't take everybody. Not every, not, no programs can take everybody. They have, a, they have a capacity. And you wouldn't want them to take everybody. Uh, it, it, if classes that are way, way too large, it's hard not to be in one and feel like you're not just um, uh, paying the rent, paying, yeah. the, paying their rent. And, and then there's a big, depending on what kind of program it is, there's this vicious cut system and things like that, mm -hmm. which I don't abide by or have. I don't care for the uh, sort of the cut system thing. I think if you take a class, you you sort of have an agreement with each other that we're going to go down this road together, um, fully. But but that means that that means that some people are going to uh, not be accepted. And putting those headshots and 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 remember that as an auditioner, you've gone all over the country. You've got so many different hotel rooms and audition spaces and faces and pieces of paper. It is really challenging. Mm, I can imagine that all together. And so your note taking is really, really critical because there have been people that have gone out of my mind. They're not in my, they're, they're out of sight and they're out of mind. I might've auditioned them in Seattle, but I auditioned them four four weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And I've seen hundreds of people since then. And, and yet by going back through the notes, and looking at the headshots and you go, oh, wow, I know it was early in the audition process, but I really responded to this person. And so I can't, I can't just leave them out because they're, they're distant to me now from the ones who just auditioned. So, so hopefully the people auditioning you are taking uh, good, thorough notes because the audition process usually takes over a month to do. And, yeah. Um, and if you're on the early side of those auditions, uh, that uh, that's that's I think more challenging. Frankly, that's more challenging mm -hmm. because you know when 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 you start out the process, you you kind of have to, for lack of a better term, grade a person. So you're great. You sort of give them a mark, a grade. You know, out of a one out of ten, where do they sit for you? And and yet that that recalibrates itself as time goes on and you see more people and somebody you thought was hot stuff in the beginning, you realize after seeing so many other people who happen to be hotter, 
that their hot stuffness kind of cools down. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And, You're and, like, oh, okay. Oh, they yeah. got a good little bar here, a standard. So, so I, I would, uh, I, I think that that is a real challenge to, and, and hopefully the auditioners are keeping good, uh, good notes. It's not, uh, it's not harmful at all. As a matter of fact, it's a good practice. After you've had an audition, to send a thank you note, anything kind of like that. Uh, that happens to come by uh, the audit. I, I get them and I keep them and I put them in their file and it shows me one consideration, courtesy, professionalism, but also it brings them back to me. It makes them mm-hmm. feel like they weren't four weeks ago anymore. They were yesterday when I got their postcard or their card or whatever. And I, I think that that really, really helps uh, for those who audition early in an audition uh, process. Great. Yeah, that's a good tip. Um, now, from your side, you know, from the um, audition auditioners mm-hmm. side of the institution, like when you are putting that class together, let's say you've got those final 50 or final yeah. whatever you're, you know, the final final yeah. and you got to you got to find 16. You know, it's like you have, you know, are you looking at um, like I guess you said earlier, no, like you're not really looking at size of body uh-huh. or can they incorporate uh, will they play this type of character for our productions like are i mean are you then willing to you know kind of cast a lot of the same type of person in the in the class or like yeah. are there institutional um requirements it depends it depends on the it depends on the institution now the places that i have been affiliated with for the most part until i came to carnegie mellon uh were were master fine arts programs that were accredited but they were the under the auspices of regional repertory theater companies. Right. Whether it was the Denver Center Theater Company or the Shakespeare Theater Company, it was their master's acting program and not uh, not a university's acting program. So, so I do remember that when I took over directorship of the ACA, the Academy for Classical Acting in Washington D.C., what happened was a baton had kind of been passed to me and there were ways in which it had been done before me taking over. And, and what it, what it suggested to me was because we were in the world of Shakespeare and other Elizabethan and Jacobean playwrights in the main, that, that, uh, there out of 16 people, we would want, um, 11 men and five women or Mm -hmm. 12 men and four women. That's what had been passed down to me. And the rationale was one of their big things that they did at the end was were two plays in rep. And, and so there was a forecasting as to, well, how many women's roles uh, are there that are going to be necessary? And I just didn't, I did not care for that uh, uh, rationale. I did broke the mold. Choose a class based off of how we might cast a play a year from now, that didn't, and, and why deny somebody, anybody, uh, the great education they can get based off of their gender? That didn't mm-hmm. make any sense to me. It's not how I was raised. And so we stopped that uh, completely. And that, That's meant, awesome. that meant that when we started to meet those plays again, we just had to think creatively. We just had to be more creative about the casting. I love that. And creative. And so... Um, but, but there's, there's still, you know, the, uh, uh, 
you also want a class that is representative of society and uh, uh, society might be uh, you know 50 50 men, women, men and women maybe more women than men which did happen in a couple of my classes also where there were more women than men um, I remember one year we had nine women and eight men. Um, mm -hmm. That was that was great. But then it goes beyond that. Society is not just men and women. It is uh, it is BIPOC, you know, also. Mm -hmm. And so, so uh, we wanted there to be inclusion of Black, Indigenous people, color people of color. So, so um, mixing 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 that into in, having the the ingredients all there made for some fantastic classes yeah absolutely i know for sure that was the case with us and it was always uh, appreciated at what everybody brought to the table based on their upbringing and their culture and, yeah. and um you know we would create uh pieces or we would infuse their their sort of uh each of our own experiences into right. um the work and that's part of the education you yeah. know that's yeah. part of it that's right. Um, so I love that. I love that. And, you know, uh, I think I want to wrap up here because honestly, we could have a whole part two if we want to, but I want to honor your time. We're at the 45 minute mark. I want to just get, have a little fun here. Um, you know, think about like, what are three words that would just encompass the whole drama school audition process from your point of view? Wow. That would encompass it. That would just, if from your experiences and per, and perspective, three words that just, uh, when you think about drama school auditions, <laughs> well, what three words come to mind? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I, there's, I, there's so many different aspects. They're not going to be the ones you want. Here's, here's the first words that popped into my head were uh, travel, ho <laughs> hotels, <laughs> you know that's my world yeah yeah it's no world. it's true it's that's, good if i were in, if i were encapsulating or encompassing what the audition process is for me it is preparation organization and uh and and travel which that's I actually love. really insightful that's no it's really great to hear i mean it means you take your work seriously you're giving these kids a fighting chance and yeah. you know you take their their moment to heart which is awesome well that's well that's true but 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 in, in keeping in the spirit in which I think you were asking the question, uh, I would say preparation still, though, for the actor. I think mm -hmm. uh, preparation and I, I think uh, uh, authenticity, genuineness, you're, you're genuine. I mean, the people that, that are in theater typically are, are great people. I love usually they're empathic people. They, they've got hearts and they've got and they and they're curious. And I said, I think the other word must be the word curious, because mm -hmm. I, I know that if you're a curious individual, you're going to try to learn as much about everything as possible. And uh, that can that can uh, supply so many things for you in your life, but definitely uh, in an audition process, just be curious and open minded. I mean, when we when we get in there in a callback session and and we sort of do some physical exercises or play some games uh, I would say be in, be in that. Let that happen that day. Maybe you feel like you look foolish or you didn't want to really open up in front of everybody else today, you know, or you're uncomfortable in leotards or sweats or whatever you're wearing. Um, 
for that day, let it all go. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody will walk out of the situation alive and thriving. So, mm-hmm. so just in the day, have the fun, open your mind, uh, play the games, feel the joy, and uh, yeah, that's about it, I guess. I think that's amazing. That's an awesome way to wrap up. Gary, always a pleasure talking to you, my friend, and thank you so much. Same here, Anthony. It's been my pleasure. You take care. All right. We'll talk soon.